0: Hi, I'm Frankie Frane, and I've been making movies since I was a kid. I've made three low-budget feature films of varying success, and I went to film school. Twice. For better or worse, I've developed a science for completing feature-length projects on pocket change, and it has a lot to do with the kinds of conversations you'll hear on this podcast with teachers, friends, and artists. You don't have to pay forty grand a year for bad advice. This is Discount Film School. Uh, Unless you're some kind of wunderkind, uh, a ridiculous aspiration like filmmaking doesn't just come to you in a dream. Uh, Most filmmakers have some kind of catalyst, something that showed them how film could be different or accessible or available, some kind of battery jump. So, so often those catalysts become our heroes, kind of creative parents in a way, and most people will never be able to thank those heroes, let alone converse with them like we're doing today. Uh, I've been insanely fortunate, though not alone, in, uh, in my having met Lloyd Kaufman back at Troma Dance in 06, where Troma acquired I Need to Lose 10 Pounds, which is kind of this awful French, freshman outing of mine. Uh, then I had the privilege of casting Lloyd and Abo the Hugh Monkey, got to direct my hero. Uh, and uh, and I was a cameraman on a documentary about Lloyd, followed him around this past summer on the set of Return to Newcomb High. Uh, this is a man who's cast a thousand ships made filmmakers out of so many of his fans his films books and words they shaped my life i can say with absolutely no bullshit this man is a is a huge inspiration to me and i can't thank him enough uh for being on my shitty podcast thanks lloyd for joining us
1: well thank you very much frankie for having me on your shitty podcast <laughs> it's a great honor
0: i'm told by um by regina that your um you're doing uh, sound work right now on Return to Newcombe High, is that right?
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, just come from a uh, sound design session at Silver Sound, uh, who do all the big New York Hollywood movies, and uh, uh, we're uh, we're getting there. We think by around the middle of March we will have a uh, the first print of uh, Return to Newcombe High, Volume One. As you know, it's an event film. Return to Newcombe High will have two volumes, like Kill Bill, Volume One and Volume Two. Volume one will be completed very soon, and we've shot most of volume two, but we've got a little more filming to do. We'll probably film a little. Of, I think we're going to film a little of volume two. Uh, we'll get a couple of shots at Cannes, uh, at the Cannes Film Festival.
0: Oh, okay. So it, so, so that ties right into uh, what you've been doing a lot of talking about lately. Um, uh, talk about Troma's history at the Cannes Film Festival and sort of what you're doing with this Occupy Cannes thing.
1: Well, Occupy Cannes is a documentary that, we've, uh, that we will be shooting, hopefully, at the Cannes Film Festival. We, uh, we shot a film called uh, All the Love You Can in 2002, and um, basically uh, showing uh, how difficult it is for the independent filmmaker at the Cannes Film Festival. And we want to do a follow-up called Occupy Cannes. Where uh, perhaps we uh, do a colonoscopy on Cannes, and uh, using return to Newcomb High as the uh, as the uh, interior uh, organ, we will uh, shoot uh, uh, the uh, inside the beast of the Cannes Film Festival and see how it has uh, changed since 2002, and whether it is any more friendly toward the true independent artist, or is is it more under the thumb of the uh, Rupert Murdoch?
0: Yeah, I mean I I wouldn't even think that any like like a, an independent filmmaker of my stature or most people I know I wouldn't even think that we would have a, a praying chance at a at a can I mean back when we did a trauma dance that was kind of you know one one of a, a few underground film festivals and that at least got us out to Park City while everybody else was doing Sundance but but now it's almost at a point where it's just it's completely blocked off nobody's gonna go no, nobody uh working in a in a a respectably low budget is going to be at these festivals?
1: Well, uh, uh, at Cannes, it is a giant soup, so you will meet uh, many, many uh, filmmakers and uh, many, many more uh, phony, baloney people, but you won't have much uh, success if you're an independent filmmaker. But Cannes is an excellent uh, crash course for the student of film. If you want to... Kind of watch how the film industry works, you will learn a lot in about five days. You will see that the giant uh, Hollywood movies uh, are clearly uh, having a very strong position. You will see that the clique of, uh, of uh, politically connected uh, various national uh, film companies, have a, especially in France, have a very strong presence and a strong power. And you will see that uh, the the genuine independent artist is uh, basically on the outside looking in. However, at Cannes, there is a market. There's a marché du film, a a film market, uh, where you can see actually a lot of very interesting movies. And that is where we will, uh, world premiere, I I don't know if that's a verb, but we will have the world, we will present the world premiere of Return to Newcombe High in the marché du film where, Basically, we rent uh, cinemas from the uh, Cannes Film Festival. They make them available for um, us to rent, and then uh, hopefully uh, distributors from uh, around the world will come to see uh, Return to Newcombe and uh, not to buy it because uh, they will be fans of Troma, but their bosses will not want to buy it because they must buy the movies of uh, Canal Plus or Universal or... um, Harvey Weinstein or whatever the club is at that particular point in time, but our fans will see it and the journalists will see it. And uh, return to Newcombe High, you never know. Maybe magic will happen, but I doubt it.
0: I remember Truma used to attend Can with hopes of not just selling you know, their recent film, but but also sort of um, uh, recent acquisitions and want to try to get international sales. Do you still kind of do that, or is there just no hope of that at all?
1: Yeah, we, we do it. We we go there more to buy movies at this point, to acquire rights. But this year, thanks to Indiegogo and our fans, we're going to go to Cannes to make uh, Occupy Cannes, to make the documentary and uh, and uh, see uh, Cannes from the inside out using Return to Nukem High. Since we'll be there with the movie to sell uh, and to present to the media. We will uh, document uh, Can from the point of view of Return to Nukem High. Is anybody on the other end of the phone? Is anybody really interested? Is Can? Is it a real festival? Is it? Does it have any interest in uh, the likes of a 40-year, uh, 40-year-old company like uh, Troma Entertainment? Does Can have any interest in, or the media around the world have any interest in? Uh, the career of Lloyd Kaufman, who's been making movies for 40 years, movies which uh, Quentin Tarantino and, uh, in fact, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, uh, his agent just called us because uh, Kevin Smith wants to remake The Toxic Avenger. All these directors um, uh, have been influenced by trauma. We have a huge footprint, but uh, because we are genuinely independent, we are ignored by the mainstream media as well as the, uh, and basically economically blacklisted. By the way, the the, um, the, the, the Toxic uh, Avenger um, is going to be presented along with Poultry Geist at the um, Alamo Film House, Film Alamo Draft House in Kansas City uh, next, uh, on February 25th uh, evening in Kansas City and, uh, and then on the 26th uh, in uh, Seattle. No, 27th, sorry, the 27th uh, Troma being be in, uh, in Seattle.
0: Uh, are you projecting 35 millimeter?
1: Yeah, 35 prints. Yeah, 35 millimeter prints. It's not me, the theater's uh, doing it. There's a, they're both doing Troma uh, retrospectives. Uh, the Alamo Jazz House has got a Troma event on the 25th. Uh, Poultry Geist and the Toxic Avenger, 35 millimeter, and so is uh, the Grand Delusion in Seattle. Uh, they'll have 35 millimeter prints, uh, both, and I'll be there. Um, now the Troma Dance Film Festival, which is where I met you, is in its 14th year and has moved it's out, it has outgrown Park City, Utah. And, uh, and also we felt that Sundance has cleaned up its act a little bit. Uh, we, I think they are, they are trying trying to go back to their roots. I think they are showing uh, they are presenting a lot more genuinely independent movies, uh, although most of them are documentaries. Um, but uh, we moved to uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, Asbury Park has the word as, uh, as in its uh, first syllable, so it would be appropriate uh, for us. And uh, that's where I met you, the uh, 14th year of Troma Dance Film Festival, a festival that has no revenue because it's totally free. No sponsors, no revenue, no nothing. And yet the fans uh, keep it going.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it might be apt, too. too. I, th- I think some people might think that... Um that submissions to Trauma Dance have to be uh, sort of trauma-inspired films or tra- you know the sorts of genres that tra- trauma works in. It's really not true. And- not true at
1: all. No, we have children's films. We've got poetry films. We've got uh, we have a panel uh, last year. We had Ty West. We had James Gunn. We had um, very We had the what's his name? we had the head of uh, Fangoria magazine uh, there, and they all were talking to Tony Tempone and. And they all were um sharing their knowledge and wisdom along with the uh filmmakers and uh, we had the movies ranging from the g-rated uh, interpretive dancing to the um adult uh, horror sex and violence uh, uh movies like uh, we had the world pre- we had the u s premiere of uh human centipede uh, a That's couple of right. years ago and and kidnapped and uh, we've had some uh the taint the taint had its uh, premiere. At, the Dance Film Festival, a wonderful film that actually Truma ended up uh, buying, and uh, we will present the tape at the Cannes Film Festival too, along with uh, Return to Nukem High.
0: I want to talk a little bit about um, home video uh, over the years, because because I feel like you know. So I've I've read all your books uh, pretty religiously, and
1: all six of my books you've read all six of them. Have you read Sell Your Own Damn Movie?
0: Oh yeah, I you sure read have. Sell Your Own Damn Movie.
1: You're the only person who has. Well, good for you. Thank you. Thank you. That's my best book, too. Sell Your Own Damn Movie, I think, is my best and most visionary book.
0: Is that right? Why, why would you say that?
1: Well, because it, um, it, it points in the direction of uh, file sharing is a good thing for the artist, and that um, you should, by sharing your art uh, and giving it away, you will attract an audience. That the most valuable thing that a uh, viewer can give you is not money. The most valuable thing is time. And if somebody is willing to spend an hour and a half on your movie, you are going to be well served. And and the proof of it is now with the crowdsourcing, um, uh, Indiegogo is a perfect example of that because you can get uh, total freedom to make your movie by uh, fans who donate to make your movie. Uh, and thanks to Indiegogo, you can get some free marketing advice, right? If, in other words, with all the, uh, Occupy Can, we've got 350 people who donated to Occupy Can. Donated. That means that there are 350 people who are on fire to see Occupy Can, so much so that they're giving some money. Yeah. And these are young and poor people. They're trauma fans. Our fans have no money. So that tells us that, holy shit, there's a market for Occupy Can. Whereas um, if they didn't, if we didn't uh, raise money through uh, crowdsourcing, uh, then uh, you know if there was no interest, if nobody donated, then what's the purpose of going to all that trouble and making a movie? Nobody wants it. So and and so it's a very interesting file sharing is similar to that. <clears throat> file sharing is a way that your movie is there, and somebody is spending an hour and a half of his precious or her precious or its precious life watching your movie. And, and if enough of those people do that, you're going to be okay one way or the other. It may take a while, but you're going to be okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the important point there is that you don't have to go all the way to can make the entire documentary, publish it on DVD to find out then that there's no audience for it. This shows you that there's the audience before you even get any plane tickets, and that's huge for an independent filmmaker.
1: Well, not only that, but but in this case, we wouldn't do it. But we could take that evidence, right? If you you do crowdsourcing and you get 300 people like we have, or 350 or whatever it is, maybe by the end we'll have 500 people. We can then go to traditional profit-oriented investors and say, hey, Mr. Rich Man, uh, you... Uh, look at this evidence we've got 500 people who donated money to see Occupy Can this movie this movie's got a market there are people who are burning to see it yeah. so come along and invest in it you, let's, here's some evidence that there's interest so so not we won't do that because this Occupy Can is a project that is fueled totally by uh, uh idealism and uh, the fact that we probably will make some unpopular statements in the movie and I, 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 there's no, you know, it is not a prop, a profit oriented project.
0: So, you know, just getting back to kind of your, the, the, the venues by which you can distribute your films. Uh, uh, I remember, you know, VHS was obviously huge for trauma, for trauma, as you've detailed in your books. When I was a kid, uh, you know, DVDs were just kind of. Coming into popularity, and that was tremendous for Trauma. Not just because it was another platform to distribute on, but because that's when you started to really get into uh, additional content. Uh, you started kind of. Re- that was when you really started showing behind the scenes of Trauma, which I think you must have accumulated.
1: 100- By the way, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. Speaking of behind the scenes, uh, uh, Matt Mangerides who works for Trauma, discovered in the basement of the of the Trauma building about a half hour of behind the scenes super 8 footage that i shot when Troma was producing or line producing the philadelphia scenes for rocky and, oh I, and I, I had no memory of it but apparently i shot uh, all this uh, behind the scenes stuff of stallone running up the stairs and uh, and the the, the steady cam camera which was Rocky was the first movie in history right. where the steady cam was used, and and uh, it's fascinating stuff. And I guess I was doing that back in nineteen seventy six. It's just, uh, and we uh, we transferred it to DVD, and I brought it out to, to LA and uh, gave it to John Abelson, the director of Rocky, and I believe he put it up on. Uh, on the internet. I think he put it on YouTube. Oh, I hope that's,
0: he did. That's fantastic. It's
1: major historic, it's incredible historic footage. It's unbelievable. It's as if you'd been there with Gone with the Wind and did behind-the-scenes footage. So, uh, once again, Troma is an uh, important uh, uh, purveyor of uh, true independent art and history.
0: Isn't that funny that you were, th- you were thinking about capturing that kind of, that kind of content back then?
1: And I don't remember it. I have no memory of it. That's what's really weird. But I know I did it because There's a lot of footage. There's footage of my wife and the camera store that we used. uh, So clearly, it was. uh, I get it.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Very strange. Clearly, I shot the Rocky footage.
0: I think in doing that, you've made so many of your fans. At at least the ones I've met and and who's out there. There there's so many of them are filmmakers. Not just are they poor, but they're filmmakers. It's almost kind of like you know you're almost like a band that that all of its audience is musicians. You know.
1: Well, you know that is exactly what. Uh, Kevin Smith's agent or representative called last week because he wants to remake The Toxic Avenger, and she told me that there, there's a company called Twisted, and I guess Tarantino and Eli Roth, and, they, and she said they're all... Well, I know Eli Roth is a Trauma
0: fan. Big time.
1: But uh, she said that Tarantino and Kevin Smith and and um, uh, Peter Jackson, that they're all uh, trauma fanboys from when they were younger. And that trauma has a huge uh, footprint So uh, in terms of uh, the development of today's mainstream. So, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. It's just I wish we had a few dollars uh, to
0: prove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. W- why do you think trauma has cast a thousand ships the way it has in that way? Is it the accessibility? Is it the fact that they can kind of see how it was done? What do you think it is?
1: Well, we've uh, pioneered some... Uh, Themes and you know, with the movies we've made, are movies of the future. You know, the Toxic Avengers, uh, Class of Nukemai is a seminal movie, has a huge following. Noé, uh, who made Irreversible, and he's a big trauma fan. Takahashi Miki loved uh, uh, Terra Firma, um, and loved trauma. Uh, you know, we they, they our movies have been a little bit ahead of the curve. So as a result, when we Every time we make a movie, uh, nobody shows up. But then, 20 years later, they remake them. A Toxic Avenger, you know, is being remade for 100 million dollars, according to uh, Richard Sapperstein and Akiva Goldsman. Uh, Akiva Goldsman being the Oscar-winning writer-producer of A Beautiful Mind and other such movies.
0: I mean, when you know, for for me, it was somehow it was probably the DVD features and whatnot, but and and certainly the book, uh, but somehow. Trauma I found to be demystifying. It took something. It took a, an art like filmmaking, and well, it. Well, the whole
1: thing is that uh, the movie making has been democratized. Uh, we were again ahead of our time, but but now with the digital uh, revolution, uh, everyone can make a movie. It doesn't cost anything, right? So that's wonderful. The biggest problem, though, is that uh, the the. Um, how do you support yourself with your art? Because the the uh, pathways to the public have been taken over by the uh, the conspiracy of the United States government and Rupert Murdoch and his uh, uh, cronies uh, through the legalized bribery called lobbying. So that is a big problem for any of us who are trying to. Uh, to earn a living uh, with our art, uh, if you are independent, you can make gone with the wind, and you'll be economically blacklisted, unless you hook up with um, the major studios. Uh, uh, and Harvey Weinstein is a great film producer. He loves movies, but he is lucky enough to be in with the uh, big boys, and he's part of the club. And if you're part of the club, you get to uh, to do what you want to do. And uh, and uh, luckily, Tarantino and James Gunn and Eli Roth and those guys and Trey Parker, they are unique in that they're wonderful people, and they have been able to to stay true to their beliefs and true to their art uh, and still work with the mainstream. I have never been able to do that, and I will never be able to do that.
0: <laughs> you're not, You're just not quite mainstream enough, I suppose
1: But we're ahead of the game here In other words, uh, Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead. We've already had uh, producers calling us up And agents calling us up to remake Poultry Guys Oh, really? I had an agent call me up saying he represented a big-time director Who wanted to remake Poultry Guys, but do it the right way So that was fun to get that call
0: well, I mean, but, but there there's some element of I mean, uh, didn't Stars Entertainment uh, uh, kick in a little money for uh, Newcom High?
1: No, they spent nothing. We spent all the money, but um, we have they are going to um, uh, pay us uh, some of the, the budget back uh, when it's finished, and uh, they will have the U.S. and English speaking rights, and um, and um, so the whereas with poultry guys we lost every dime. Uh, with um, uh, return to Newcom High, we we won't lose every dime. We we'll you know, we we will have some of the budget back uh, from Stars, and then uh, maybe the rest of the world will, uh, you know, maybe we'll come out with a few bucks. You never know. I doubt it, but at least we won't lose all the money.
0: So these films may not necessarily be distributed by trauma.
1: Well, in the United States, Stars is the distributor assuming they pay us like they said they would, by contract. And then the rest of the world, we're the uh, distributor, although not, we, we have to license it to different distributors around the world, and hopefully uh, that will happen. Hopefully, stars will do a good job, and the movie will get known, and then maybe when we get to Cannes, France, and Germany, and Italy, and Russia, and all the other countries will want to buy it for their territories. I'm sure that would not happen, but that's always the dream.
0: You talked a little bit about the democratization of uh, filmmaking. I think recently, uh, I believe it was Troma Official, uh, posted a lot of your feature films on YouTube just for free for a few weeks. Was that you?
1: Uh, Well, uh, Troma is – we have a YouTube – we have three YouTube channels. We have a Troma movie channel on YouTube that's uh, about 250 movies, including uh, classics including by the way all the love you can if you want to see the documentary in April 2002 Poultry Geist is there totally fleet no we did that because we're approaching our 40th anniversary and the only reason we are still around Frankie the only reason we are the oldest uh, independent movie studio probably in the history of the world is that our fans like you and the uh, the enlightened uh, underground journalists like you Uh, um, or underground media, rather, underground media, are um, supporting us. And uh, so we wanted to thank them. So we put up uh, about 250 movies on YouTube. And um, it's very interesting to see which of the movies uh, become the most uh, viewed. For example, Getting Lucky. Getting Lucky is a trauma movie from the 80s about a leprechaun and a bottle and teenagers and And it uh, has almost a million views. Whereas um, The Children, which was a huge hit in the 80s, it's a wonderful horror film, very scary, Um, very much influenced by Toxie. I I didn't direct it. Uh, It's a serious, straight, scary horror movie with children. It only has about 20,000 views. It's so interesting to see how the uh, YouTube thing. But basically, we did it to thank our fans. There's also a YouTube channel. We put up... a. A short uh, piece every day, every day we put up something on the trauma, the general trauma channel. We put up something, sometimes it's a clip from a movie, sometimes it's an editorial uh, video that I make about a topic like uh, I I did a topic on uh, gun control, uh, my views on gun control. Uh, Sometimes it's an interview uh, with uh, Stan Lee or Trey Parker. And and then we also have a, a channel called Your Own Channel your own channel which is all about movie making and the secrets that trauma has discovered over the years and all these channels are free and this is for our 40th birthday to celebrate it and to uh, repay our fans for uh, staying with us all these years and we have fans who are 13 years old and we have fans who are 130 or you know 80 years old you know we're we're there for two overlapping three generations
0: Gratitude has been, I think, a big part of of the trauma experience. Uh, when I was on the the set of Newcomb High, um, I you know, we, we were there to to shoot footage of you and and I noticed you know, I, I'm a guy who's made uh, a number of, of features now and to keep those budgets low, uh, uh, having uh, a good deal of gratitude for your locations and your property managers and and everybody on the set is just crucial. and and I it was so great to see you. Uh, take so much attention to thank everybody on that set. And I almost thought, you know, Lloyd is here almost first and foremost to thank people to keep this engine going. Would you, is, is that a, you pay it forward in a major way.
1: Well, uh, again, uh, people are human and um, there's no reason why I should be a beaver. You know, why should somebody who's come... I mean, we had people. You would, I mean, the industry would call them extras. We call them actor persons because they are. We, we believe all of the cast, the, the lead in our cast, and the so-called extras, actor. Everyone should be actor persons. They're all equal. They all are humans. They all uh, eat and shit and die. And uh, so we, I should thank them. These these uh, background people, actor persons. We had. Probably 2,000 from uh, Niagara Falls, New York. They showed up day after day after day after. Young young people, for the most part, uh, and they had nothing. You know, we gave them nothing. We didn't. I don't even think we fed them. Maybe we gave them some. We might have given them sandwiches from time to time or a little bit of uh, junk food. But basically, they got nothing. And they just were doing it for the joy of being part of an interesting experience.
0: They were in that lovely funeral home too.
1: Well, those that was our staff. That wasn't the back-to-persons. That oh, was oh, the, that's right. Yeah. those were the cast and the crew. I'm talking about the uh, the two or three thousand people who were the students in the school and the uh, people, the the naked women in the shower and the the uh, the, the people in the cafeteria, and, and they showed up day after day. So we were able to have the same the same, Uh, so the background people became uh, characters themselves, because you'd see them day after day after day, just like you'd see them in a real school, except we didn't, you know, we didn't have to pay them $200 a day. So, of course, I'm going to thank them. Right, right. It would be outrageous not to thank them. I should be blowing every one of them. (laughs) By the way, what's going on with my big documentary? Which, by the way, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that... Funded by Kickstarter, by crowdfunding.
0: Yeah, I, be- I believe it was. You know, I, I was I was just pitching in. Jeff is the uh, mastermind behind that. But I, um, you know, he and I are working on a big project right now. So so I be- I believe he's uh he's still just chugging away at it.
1: Because it's been now uh, a couple of years, and some of those people who donated to Kickstarter are asking me about the documentary. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm hoping it gets made. Yeah, you know he. They uh, raised some the money on it. Uh, uh, on uh, he, uh, I guess Jeff. Uh, maybe uh, they ought to finish that.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah.
1: Before I die, I'd like to see it.
0: I'll have to. I'll have to um, uh, play the podcast. Yeah, for well, him. ask
1: him what's going on. He ought to report to us, uh, I, only because I don't care really one way or the other. But I get people asking me quite a bit because they uh, gave money to it uh, based on the fact it was going to be about me. Yeah. So uh, maybe he could uh, check it out. You know, let, you know, if you see him, ask him to finish it up or we'll let Regina know what's going on and blah yeah. blah blah. He should come to Cannes. He actually ought to come to Cannes with us and film uh, a couple of days of Occupy Can.
0: Oh, that'd be that'd be spectacular. I, I, he he mentioned it actually. I'm not sure if he'll do it, but maybe. Mm.
1: Well, ask him. Ask him to tell Regina what's going on if he has not Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just I don't want to. You know, I, I, I don't want to answer the uh, fans unless I know what's up, so I just said uh, you know, it's in the works, but I don't
0: know. Mm. Let's get one more question out of you, and then I'll let you go back to the hard sure. work. Sure, thank you. Um, Thanks so much. Uh, you've, you've mentioned a number of times in the books, in, in interviews, uh, production on films suck, uh, especially low-budget films. There's no fucking fun, um, but... Y- y- you're, you get happiness out of this somewhere. T- talk about, I mean, at what stage are you pleased with what you're doing? You've talked about how film kind of ruined your life in a way, like it did all of us. But surely there's happiness in here somewhere, yeah.
1: somewhere. Well, I think the golden time is right now when you edit the movie and you start um, sound design and you see the movie really coming to life. You see the uh, and you mix the sound and then you do uh, the color work and you. It, it, I, I think that's kind of the the time when the you see the film really rising up and up and up and up and becoming something really wonderful and uh, I think that's the the golden time the yeah. the, the production time because as you know the actual. <laughs> Filming of the movie is horrible because you have no money and you're sleeping on the floor and everybody's working 20 hours a day and you're eating crap food and and spiders are biting people and other people are um, having um, allergies and other people are having uh, fights and other people are getting calls from their boyfriends who want them to come home and other people are, are um, giving birth and who knows what's going on. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure, you know, uh, whereas when, you, when the movie is being edited, um, it, you see the movie rising in quality, literally day by day by day by day, uh, assuming you've done a good movie, which I think Droma does. Uh, you know, we're not, we don't take ourselves seriously, but we take our movies very seriously. And, uh, and the, as the editing process goes on, especially in the final stages, you really see the, 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 the magic. The, the film just suddenly comes to life, and we're seeing it at the mix of Return to New Kamai. I think it's going to be our best movie. It's in, as I mentioned to you, it's an event film. It's volume one and volume two, like um, the Kill Bill project. And I, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, movie when all is said and done. I think it'll be our best.
0: Where should people go for a little more information on that? com.
1: Well, uh, I'm on Twitter. I get daily reports. I just sent out photos from the mix uh, on my Twitter, at Lloyd Kaufman. There's a fan site. Well, com, of course, is that information. Uh, that's the mother load. Uh, Troma has a Facebook. Uh, and then there's a Lloyd Kaufman uh, fan site, uh, com. But I, I do my own Twitter, and I get daily reports on what we're doing and... I take pictures and put them up, and, and um, you know, uh, I think that's probably a good way to get a sense of what's going on, at least in, in my little world. If you're more interested in the trauma world, uh, then go to the trauma Facebook or trauma.com or the, or the trauma fan site, uh, which the fans do, which is LloydCoffman.com.
0: Lloyd, thanks so much. Uh, everybody that listens to this knows that you uh you definitely made the monster that I am. And I, I, every opportunity I get, I can't thank you enough.
1: Well, thank you, Frankie. Now, what is the latest uh, from Frankie Train? What uh, what's coming coming down the pike?
0: Well, I just uh, I finished uh my third feature, sexually frank, which uh premiered at um the Sydney Underground Film Festival and it just got picked up by MVD Visual for uh, distribution, which is really great.
1: And where's my part? Why didn't I get a cameo? Uh-huh. See what happens. This is what happens, uh, uh, folks. The, uh, the film director becomes famous and successful, and then he throws away Uncle Lloydie like an old glove, hey. and uh, that's the end of Uncle Lloydie. Yeah, that's it.
0: Don't forget, you have, you have, you have. I need to lose ten pounds for twenty years. We still haven't done anything with it. We got to stream it or something.
1: Yes. Well, you should email Matt Mangiaridis about that and copy me. We will do something with
0: it. Sounds great. All
1: right. But uh, uh, what happened to my mind, Matt? I don't care about you. I care about my acting career and not be dead soon you need to immortalize it
0: very true, very true uh, thank you so much again Lloyd, really I do I appreciate this. I think also
1: this. we're organizing something at the Coolidge Corner Cinema, um, uh, Matt tells me that they want to play uh, they want me to go there for something, I can't go there until after can, but um, uh, maybe we can sort of promote your movie a bit uh, your new movie Oh at well, the you know Coolidge Corner.
0: the cool—the yeah. Coolidge is right in my backyard. If if uh, have Matt email me, and will uh, anything I can yeah, do for promotion? So stay
1: in touch with us. Stay in, keep an eye on my Twitter, and if you see anything happening, uh, let's uh, try to promote your work at Coolidge Corner when they play. Uh, whatever they, I can't remember what why they want me there. I, it may be for the tank. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I can't do it until after Cannes. So yeah. sometime after Cannes film festival.
0: I work at Emerson College. You know that's a film school out there, and so uh, anything I can do. Oh, for that's you. great. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: terrific. How how is Emerson these days? What they're, are you doing there?
0: They're great. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm actually their IT guy, but I'm looking to. I just got an MFA degree. I'm looking to teach uh, as well. And um, oh,
1: Emerson's great. Emerson's fantastic. Yeah, and they they, they just
0: they just built a, a giant um, uh, building out in L.A. Their L.A. campus. Um, I think- yeah, I did
1: a I did a master class at uh, Boston College, and then uh, in Harvard uh, they told me all about Emerson that you guys have got an amazing plan.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's 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 growing fast for sure.
1: Well, we should do a make your own damn movie master class there and, uh, and get the uh, Frankie Fring, uh word out to them and uh, you know we could do that that'd be a great idea
0: people would go mental for that we could we could drum up some yeah, uh, definitely well, drum up some stuff set it up okay. set it
1: up i'll be there okay very All cool right you, well best wishes to you and thank you so much for being interested in uh, the uh, world of trauma and lloyd kaufman and thank you thank you for him.
0: I, I can't i can't help it uh, uh you've, you really have changed everything for me thanks again
1: best wishes thanks again okay. thanks to you bye bye take care bye, bye. frankie